The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. In a secret lab somewhere in the Western Hemisphere, a perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. Rick Munn. Now you listen here. He's a very naughty boy. TNT Radio. Now go away. <laughs> okay, it's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday the 9th of January 2024. I have to keep checking on the, the year. Uh, the year I'm still in 2023 mode. And listen. Nothing is certain in this world except for change. Nothing stays the same. Everything changes. And what a year it's going to be, we think, people. What a year it's going to be. We have big plans for TNT. Uh, We just want to keep reaching out and telling the truth to as many people as we possibly can. And listen, we love the support that we have. You people are incredible. Uh, I've been informed this morning that the numbers are going the right way as well, which is very, very encouraging. But we need you guys to be proactive as well uh, in terms of promoting TNT. I'm not talking about paying out money. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about just make people aware that TNT exists because I think, personally speaking, and I'm not just saying that because I work here, I think it's the best kept secret in the world. The best kept secret in the world right now is TNT, today's news talk. I think when people taste TNT, they get a taste of what it's like. I think they keep coming back for more, as evidenced by many of you folk in the live chat here this morning, which is absolutely bubbling and bouncing. And thank you all for your comments. Many of you have been here right from the start. You've told other people they've come on board, and that's the best way to promote anything, folks, is through word of mouth, giving a good recommendation. So if you haven't done it, I just uh, would respectfully request Consider just telling a few people, hey, are you aware of TNT today's news talk? No, what's that? To say, listen, it's a great platform for people to come on and be able to speak their views freely without any censorship, to be able to speak the truth and not have to worry about censorship. And I think when people get a taste of this, that's why they keep coming back for more. So please, as we approach our second birthday tomorrow, just make people aware. And I know many of you are doing it, but keep doing it. Okay, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And uh, I do believe we will take over the world eventually, someday, in some way, shape or form. So we have plenty to come up here in this hour. I'm going to be talking to Gemma in just a minute. And we have some guests lined up as well. Hopefully, we're going to be joined by uh, Dr. Yvonne Ridley from Scotland uh, shortly. Also, Simon Gould is going to be joining us. He is a member of the Unity News Network. He's a commentator and a broadcaster there. And the one and only, the legend himself, the Janner DD Denslow will be joining me for shenanigans and skullduggery uh, to close off the show today. So, you know, plenty on the cards here. I'm just having a glance around at the news. End Wokeness put a message up here yesterday, breaking news. BlackRock, the infamous investment people, will be laying off 600 employees, mostly from the ESG division. What's the ESG division? Well, that stands for Environmental, Social and Governance Division. This woke metric that they have that they use to gauge whether or not companies are worthy of getting their money and investment. ESG is the system that they use, uh, the blackmail companies, as they put it, into adopting woke practices. 
BlackRock CEO Larry Fink uh, explains how ESG is used to force behaviors. So it's a coercion tactic, okay? We've got the money. You're not getting the money until you jump through our woke hoops, our ESG hoops. And this is backfiring spectacularly when you look at some of the efforts that have been made to make Bud Light woke last year, for example, with that disastrous advertising campaign with Dylan Mulvaney on there that effectively tanked the brand overnight. And of course, the, the lady, the young girl who was responsible for that ad campaign was given her marching orders. Uh, then they tried spent hundreds of millions in advertising trying to make it look uh, the way it used to before she got her woke claws on it. And of course, there's a lot of men out there doing woke damage as well. It's not confined to any one particular uh, sex. So uh, that's interesting that BlackRock are starting to lay off employees. Sad that people are losing their jobs. But then again, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, if they're not making money, they're ruthless, these people. They will cut your throat as quick as you can say boo. Also, uh, energy firms are allowed to restart force-fitting prepayment meters. This is a problem in the UK. A lot of people concerned about prepayment meters and smart meters being installed into their properties. Uh, energy companies have been granted approval uh, to resume this practice uh, nearly a year after it was suspended. So EDF, Octopus and Scottish Power can install the meters again after meeting various requirements set by Ofgem, the industry regulator. So we have Ofcom, we have Ofgen, uh, anything beginning with Off, you have to be wary of. And quite frankly, I wish these companies would F off, uh, but they're not going to do that, I don't think. So be aware, if it starts with OF, tell them to go and OFF. But anyway, uh, that's a personal decision you're going to have to make for yourself. I wouldn't possibly advocate that. Uh, they are forcing their way into the homes of vulnerable people against off-gem rules. The scandal emerged early last year after an investigation by the Times newspaper and led to a public outcry. And here's the problem. Public outcry, investigation, they stop the practice, they scuttle off into the shadows for what, 12 months, and then they re-emerge again and start their dastardly practices once more. Hopefully, hopefully, hoping that the, the, the it has blown away and it's out of the public consciousness, but not as long as we have a platform here, we're going to keep shining a light on these devious practices that are adopted by these power companies here in the UK. So without any further ado, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to inhale. And I'm going to take a little sip of water and I'm going to welcome Gemma Cooper to take the stand again here on the one and only TNT Today's News Talk. Going 360 on the headlines. It's really well-balanced conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, welcome back to Gemma Cooper. Gemma, uh, I believe there's a, another breaking story on top of the one that you were going to bring as well. Two for the price of one here this morning. Uh, sadly, uh, the first one's uh, tragic and uh, more trouble in Japan. What's happened out there? Well, we don't have much detail at the moment. It's only happened in the last half an hour since we last spoke on uh, open line with Natalie, but there's been another earthquake in Japan and it is in the same part of the coastline that the, the earthquake on New Year's Day was. That's in the Sea of Japan. So that's like the northern kind of part of the country. This one's a 6.0 on the on the Richter scale. Uh, no tsunami warning has been issued 
as yet. Um, but um, since the New Year's Day uh, earthquake, which was 7.5, there have been more than 1,200 aftershocks on that part of the coastline. So Japan's been kind of on tenterhooks, really, since uh, January the 1st. But that's all we know at the moment, that another earthquake has struck that part of the coastline. I don't have any details about um, any casualties. Let's hope there aren't any. Um, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. And I'll hopefully have an update for the Freeman report with James Freeman in an hour or so. I'm sure more detail will come out of that part of the world over the next, you know, 10, 15 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, sadly, Japan's making the news for all the wrong reasons uh, at the moment. But uh, let's hope uh, that the, there's no casualties or, you know, there's not a, a terrible death toll or, or a tsunami uh, that would result in obviously flooding and possible deaths through uh, flooding as well. But I uh, appreciate you bringing that to our attention as it's just uh, happened there, Gemma. There's something else uh, that we'll have to talk about here as well. Uh, what, what story do you have for us here this morning off the bat? Well, it's very interesting you're talking about BlackRock laying off uh, staff. It does, the, the woke agenda is not uh, waking enough people up to the way they want. Um, this story, I think, illustrates what, how, how it is all beginning to go a bit wrong. Uh, it involves Lloyds Bank, who've just had to pay out after a two-year legal battle, um, half a million pounds in compensation for wrongfully sacking a man who said something controversial in a, in a race uh, education training session uh, with a diversity trainer. Um, it is a sensitive one in terms of language. I'm not going to repeat the word that he used, but he, um, he it was about race and he used the N word. Uh, we all know what that means in, in a training session. He, he, he asked the session trainer uh, what to do if he heard a black person using that word, the N-word, mm. and he he blurted it out himself. He apologized unreservedly for saying it in the training session, uh, but apparently the, the, the trainer of the session, the race trainer, was so distressed, badly distressed, she had to have a week off work, and that led Lloyds Bank to instantly sacking this guy for gross misconduct. He's a 59-year-old man. He was a bank manager with Lloyds, worked for Lloyds for 30 years, 30 years and he'd been a manager for 17 of those years um, and he was fired for that. Now he blames his dyslexia. He says his brain doesn't work um, uh, like a kind of normal, whatever that means, a normal brain. He has a tendency to blurt words out as soon as he thinks of them because his brain takes time to process language. Um, and he claimed under dis uh, disability discrimination that he'd been unfairly dismissed and he won. Uh, and the payout, which has only been granted in the last few days, is, is nearly half a million pounds. And the whole case has cost Lloyd's nearly a million pounds. So this is a really a masterclass Rick and uh, how not to do things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he said that all he wants is his job back. Actually, he said it was the perfect job. He loved his job. Um, it, he had he'd apologized on the spot when he said the word. Um, but of course, the woke agenda, you know, the the trainer had to have a week off work. Allegedly, she went mad. Allegedly, she shouted at the man uh, in front of all his other colleagues. Um, and in the report um, that found in favour of the employee, Mr. Carl Bergneil, uh, Borgneil, um, the, the tribunal's 46-page ruling were very, very critical of Lloyd's diversity training process uh, and basically said, you need to get your house in order. We can't have this kind of thing happening again. The guy, Carl, Carl Borgneil, he says all he wants is an apology from his former employer. They're very tight-lipped. They haven't issued an apology. They grudgingly said they've accepted the findings of the tribunal and the costs involved, and they've that's it. They've kind of drawn a line under it. But, you know, they, at least the tribunal saw sense in this one. And this whole woke thing, this woke uh, pernicious creep culture is it coming to an end you'd like to think that enough is enough um and 
this could have handled been behind closed doors without the fuss. Um, but no, the, the the trainer thought one way, Mr. Borg Neil thought another, and the tribunal agreed with him. But it's a lot of money. It's a big payout, which shows that uh, they really do feel strongly that this was the wrong course of action. One thing, Gemma, I'm grateful that I dodged in my previous employment was the onset of woke training courses. Um, I was part of a large government organization, social housing provider. Just as I left, our new chief executive officer was a World Economic Forum affiliate, so I was never going to survive for long in that organization, especially when I was making a lot of uh, social media videos, uh, slagging the same organization off. But we dodged all the diversity training that no one even contemplated. And this is only back in 2020, which is the last time I was really in an office environment because I was sent home to work for two years uh, during the scandemic and then I quit and joined TNT two years ago. But I never had to do any diversity training. The only thing that I had to do in work, and maybe you had the same experience with the BBC, uh, we had to do disability awareness training because there were a lot of people out there that were actually quite ignorant towards what you know constitutes a disability and you know hidden disabilities. And a lot of people were putting their foot in it with work with disabled people. So you know we had to undergo some training for that. But as far as pronouns and uh, you know he, her, she, him it, they, them, zizen. There was none of that and certainly nothing to do with white privilege and, you know, uh, racism or anything like that. People just respected everybody in the organization I worked in and it seemed quite patronizing to have to sit and be told, you know, don't call a black person or by the N-word or don't use the N-word. You know, as a decent human being, you wouldn't be doing that anyway. Did you dodge that in the beeb when you were still there or did they start to uh, in, in, introduce that into your culture in your last uh, employment? I feel very thankful, same as you. I kind of got out before it got <laughs> even tougher. But yeah, there were a few, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the un unconscious bias awareness. Mm. You know, you have to be aware of your unconscious biases, mm. which we all do carry. You, you, you know, mm -hmm. that's part of being a human being, the subconscious and unconscious judgments you make every day, which are often formed in childhood. You don't even know you're doing it. But to have a training session to kind of bring them to the fore, I didn't take part in that training. Um, and I think maybe is the training designed to, it's a bit like um, when you have a false belief implanted by a psychiatrist or a hypnotist, you know, it's, is it that, that it, it leaves you thinking, my God, I'm biased about everything. Oh my God, what shall I do? And then you're, you're so worried. You don't say anything about anything ever. And you just get on like a good little robot and do your job. I never took part in that training, so I don't know, but it had the whiff of common purpose all over it, that one. Um, I, I shudder to think now what it must be like in all public funded institutions. If this is in a corporate environment, Lloyd's, though Lloyd's kind of was bailed out by the taxpayer, wasn't it? But this is what's going on in the corporate, corporate, semi-corporate world. What must it be like in public sector places? Yeah. I mean, it must be one long awareness Horrible. training session from the minute you walk in, Horrible. mustn't it? Horrible. And towards the end, and my last employer as well, they tried to move everything online because there were just, there was uh, two and a half thousand people in the organization. There was only so many trainers there. There was only so many training courses they could book. So what they did was they introduced this e-learning program where it literally every week or every two weeks, there was a new course that you had to sit down and do your e-learning on, then get tested on the internet. And if you didn't do it, you know, you couldn't continue to do your job. Just this constant bloody uh, indoctrination was starting to be introduced, uh, like I said, back in 2020, which is when I was last in that office environment. But I shudder to think what it must be like now in 2024. And I'm sure there's a lot of people rubbing their hands together at the prospect of all the money that they're making doing these woke 
awareness courses, these unconscious bias courses, they wouldn't even have got a look in five or 10 years ago. They would have been laughed out of the building. Now the red carpet's being rolled out for them and they're laughing all the way to the bank. But are they? Because BlackRock is making you know hundreds of employees in that sector uh, <laughs> redundant, and the tribunal is ruled in favour of this guy. Mm. Um, so mm. I, I'm I'm always quietly confident that the tide is turning in our favour in all yes. areas of life, not just people seeing the scamdemic for what it was and the experimental yeah. injections for what they were. Some people are finding that out the hard way, unfortunately, but also seeing the woke agenda for what it is, which is brainwashing, which is mind control, which is self-censorship, which is, you know, suppressing, um, you know, your real characteristics so that you, you can't deal with things in an adult fashion and see where people are really coming from. Um, I think people are seeing through it. It's a huge payout for this man yeah. Um, and, and it is obviously come under, it's a huge year, £490,000, but it's come under the Disability Discrimination Act. And you've just touched on it there about disability um, and how, you know, that does need careful handling. Evidently, it does, because uh, I very much doubt that the person who handled the seminar is uh, possibly still in a job after this. Yeah, and also uh, it would really stick in their throats to have that guy back on the payroll again with egg on their faces and 490,000 pounds light on the balance sheet as a result of his compensation payment. But uh, that's a win. I'll take that as a win. And it's a big thumbs up uh, from TNT here uh, for this guy who managed to uh, suck it to them and not only come away with a job, but an apology as well. So that's good. Uh, many thanks for that uh, story this morning and the other one, of course, to Gemma. Uh, hopefully we'll get talking again tomorrow morning at nine on Open Line. That's Gemma Cooper. I'm Rick Munnan. And Simon Gold is imminently about to join us here on TNT today's news talk. Don't go away. We'll be right back. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which which is to destroy Hamas. I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future, with nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn, to get an education, do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Gracias. Gracias. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. We don't rock. rock. We talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
Okay, we don't rock, we talk. Well, actually, we do both. We do a little bit of rocking as well. We like a little bit of metal here. At least we do on Open Line and also on Locked and Loaded. And we're trying to convert Natalie Chill into ACDC. I think she's starting to enjoy the band. So that's the beginning of a whole world of listening pleasures for her. But anyway, I'm joined now again. This is the second time actually on Locked and Loaded by the one and only Simon Gold, a.k.a. the Gold Eagle. He is a correspondent with UNN, Unity news network uh he's known also as gold eagle and he's a self-confessed comic who uses humor to make light of the darkness and listen simon i know you're listening to uh tnt and i know you're active on our live chat as well on tnt radio.live and you know our mantra here if you don't laugh you cry my friend we need to keep laughing don't we no matter what Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, uh, all those in tribe. And I, I am literally crying here from the, the story from uh, Gems uh, was just telling us about there. Not not the uh, obviously the other earthquake uh, that's happened in Japan. Uh, um, but th this one for me was uh, uh, um, the other story. On, on the Rick Munn scale, uh, I think it's a nine or a ten. Uh, because seriously, a week off work. Uh, for 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 hurty words. Um, now, uh, there's a, a very very quickly. Uh, there was a story yesterday. A guy in uh, Glasgow uh, was uh -huh. uh, convicted for five. Sorry, for four years uh, for rape. Okay, I know that this is not a nice story for uh, thing. Um, but there's another guy called James Costello. Um, who did also use, uh, he, he uh, broadcasted a uh, reading from a book, and he got five years where's where's the justice in the world it's yeah. it's crazy the world's gone mad the world has gone mad my friend and you know what the sad thing is it's the madness and the lunacy is not only being embraced by the vast majority of people but it's also been normalized now i think madness is the new normality here we've got a story here we'll want to cover uh certainly something that you wanted to highlight and something that's uh you know hard to suppress right now is this uh court documents alleging now uh, this is a report by the way from sky news that and apparently court documents allege sex tapes taken of prince andrew bill clinton and sir richard branson by jeffrey epstein now Anybody that's been following the Epstein case for a long time has, there's no secret of the people that have allegedly been on that uh, flight logs to his island, some of them multiple, multiple times. There's a lot of very famous people, celebrities, uh, royalty has been there as well. Simon, the question has been asked for a long time now, why are the people in power doing the things that they're doing? Can't be led by money. Many people believe they've been compromised and uh, they've been blackmailed. You think this is going to put this one to rest for once and for all that, you know, these people are highly compromised, allegedly, and that's why they do the things that they do. Well, uh, isn't uh, uh, Branston in a pickle? Uh, Brand Branston Pickle is a a, a brand for those uh, uh, that aren't in. It's a, a brand of pickle. Um, I, I know I'm a terrible comedian because I always have to explain my jokes. Um, yeah, it, it is crazy. I personally do think it is all about the money. And if you mm. look at the Epstein, you've got you've got bankers, you've got financiers. Epstein himself was a financier, and money mm. talks. 
And I think when you're rich as well, there's so much that we, the public, don't know that goes on. Um, I, I mean, I did see an advert for Ferrero Rocher where they have the ambassador's party. Now, I'm sure that the parties that, that the, the elites, these rich people have uh, are nothing like that. Um, obviously, when you've got money, uh, you want to enjoy it. And just doing a little bit of research on it, uh, they obviously are spending a lot of money on islands. Um, and uh, literally, this Caribbean islands, literally all around there, um, there's all the people are being named in, in all these files. Uh, there's a co-founder of Google, for example. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to find out more about him. And it's this slow trickle that we get of information and our world, especially in the conspiracy world, it's all about information because we work on the information we're given. And if we're not given all the information, we can quite easily come to the wrong uh, conclusion. But I think it's pretty obvious here that, um, uh, uh, you know, they have all been up to no good. But why? We've got um, Epstein obviously was, was imprisoned. Uh, um, he mm -hmm. allegedly killed himself. Um, and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison, but nobody else is in prison. No. Uh, no. And this again, you know, following on from Jem's story, it's just how crazy the world is. There is no, um, uh, what's it called? For, there's uh, consequences. There's no mm -hmm. consequences. And, and that's, that's really what I want to see. It's the same, the same with the, uh, the whole of the COVID saga. I, I want to see consequences. And yeah. uh, your next guest I have on uh, uh, is a good friend of mine as well, D.D. Denslow. And he's mm -hmm. going to be talking about the solution to that as well. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing D.D. Denslow on later on. Yeah, and I'll tell you, listen, uh, you guys in uh, Unity News Network, and if you haven't uh, checked out UNN, please do. David Clues and uh, Simon and co are doing a fantastic job there. Uh, you guys have been covering this story for a very, very long time. I think what's interesting, uh, Simon, is the fact now you're starting to see it covered in the like of Sky News, the BBC are talking about it. It's appearing in The Guardian. Not that that matters in terms of uh, you know journalistic credentials. I think what's significant in that is that it's actually being spread out to the mainstream consumers there, whereas, of course, they wouldn't have touched the story like this, uh, you know, three or four years ago. It's been, you know, no secret to those that are in the know. But I think now it's interesting that it's coming into the uh, public consciousness. So many thanks. Uh, we've got to call time in this one. Go to news headlines here. But I really appreciate you jumping on here this morning, having a chat with me. And it was lovely to see you back again. This is now your second appearance on Locked and Loaded. And hopefully uh, it won't be your last. So uh, big thanks and big TNT salute to Simon Gold aka Gold Eagle from Unity News Network and yes we're going to take a quick uh, break and when we come back Dee Dee Denso is going to be hopping into the mic as he does as is his wont as is his way here exclusively on TNT Today's News Talk What brings you here? News Talk Radio TNT Radio News Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines US President Joe Biden has been heckled by Palestinian activists demanding a ceasefire in Gaza America's top defence chief remains bedridden in hospital a week after being admitted to intensive care. A US Navy sailor will spend the next two years in federal prison after confessing to selling military secrets to China. 
And Bangladesh's Prime Minister has become the country's longest-serving leader after winning a fifth term in office in the weekend's general election. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk, this is TNT Radio. Okay, uh, yeah, you better be seated, not seated, seated right now. And I would advise you to buckle up those seatbelts of yours because I'm joined by my old sparring partner from days of yore. He's been here right from the get-go, the one and only, the Janner, the Janner, Mr. Darren Denzel. Darren, welcome back and how are you doing? Uh, I'm very well, Rick. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure to, to come on and talk to you uh, and, and reminisce uh, of days of old. Uh, and, it, you know, it's the first time actually that me and you ha- have seen each other face to face in 2024. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be um, it's going to be wild this year, I suspect. Rick. It is. It surely is. And listen, I was saying, I don't know if you caught the start of the show or not, but tomorrow is actually the second birthday of TNT Radio. They broadcast their first ever show on Monday, the 10th of January. 2022 and uh you were on on that thursday i think it was it was the only day you've ever came on locked and loaded and it wasn't a tuesday the first time you came on was on a thursday for a two-hour special so for all intents and purposes mate we've been doing this now we've been sucking it to him for the last two years can you believe it's been two fragging years hello uh time has absolutely flown by mate i don't know if that's a good thing or it's a scary thing because you know each each year i'm getting a little bit grayer mate in fact i'm looking at your beard right now and i'm gonna guess it's just a little bit grayer than it was oh, it when is. you first started uh, and it, actually it, it the, whole, the, the last four or five years have just gone just like that i can't believe you know it is four years since we were facing the prospect of lockdown for example yeah. uh, for the first time it's absolutely flown by uh, and you know 2024 it's going to be so wild i suspect we'll be here in 2025 rick going what the hell happened where did 2024 go uh, if we survive it <laughs> if yeah we if survive we survive it. it if we survive it and listen i want to actually kick off today you know we we tend to be very spontaneous here when we're talking together but we're always on point with what's happening we're trying to keep our finger on the national pulse uh, to see what's happening but you released a well not to say released you uploaded a video to your uh, x platform and if you don't already do it of course you can follow darren at Walsned, W-O-L-S-N-E-D, which is Denslow backwards for the uninitiated. Uh, you can follow him on the X platform. But he released a video clip, a very powerful video clip yesterday, which he doesn't normally do. He used to do it when I first connected with him when he was on the campaign trail around Plymouth. That's he used to make these lovely uh, ad hoc videos when he was out campaigning to get elected into uh, Plymouth City Council. But he released one yesterday, and obviously I'm not going to play the video, but I'm going to paraphrase what you've actually written and I want to ask you to expand on it a little bit because we are getting serious now, Darren. You know, we're moving past the point of putting stuff up on social media. We need to be more proactive. Boots on the streets. You said, these are your words, if you're not prepared to get out in the streets, then they're going to do this all over again. The general public, in inverted commas, people who don't exist in this space, as in the space that we're talking in right now, 
don't know about excess deaths. They haven't got a clue. And they won't find out unless it is put on the six o'clock news. We're not voting our way out of this. The other guy is even worse. They're going to do it again. Okay, so then you put a full video on the thread. The clock is ticking. 2024 is about to get wild. And remember, revolution is the only solution. Fighting words, Darren, but surely that's what we need now. Not just fighting words, but actual action because uh, there's only so much we can do on the social media and the online sphere. That will only take us so far. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of, of exactly what I said, what I spoke in the video that I put out and in the text. Uh, and I'm fed up of, of, of hiding behind tweets or X's or whatever they're called and putting them out. So uh, I am definitely going to be putting my face out there and I am calling for a revolution. Uh, funny enough, that tweet did get reported to my local police. Uh, um, but when I say gar in the streets, I don't mean going around smashing heads. Yeah, I don't mean going dragging your neighbours out and beating them around the head saying, why don't you know about excess deaths or anything else that is happening in this world? Uh, and the reality of uh, where the public consciousness, where their social consciousness was really brought home to me at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm in the dating game. I was talking to a nurse who lived just up the road from me. As always, I want to know where they are with the agenda. I need that. Uh, and this nurse had no idea that there were any any excess deaths. I mean, literally, like, oh, I've never even heard of excess deaths before. Uh, and actually, they're through the roof. 50,000 people, some some statistical agencies are saying 56,000, some are saying just under 50,000, whatever. About, about 1,000 people extra every week died last year, not from COVID, and most people, the vast majority of people, have absolutely no idea that this has happened. Only some sort of mainstream commentators, the Neil Olivers in this world, uh, are actually speaking about it. And most people, uh, and I'm of the conclusion that GB News is just a Potemkin village, it's all front with nothing in behind it, apart from Neil Oliver. Most people aren't watching that station, they're watching the BBC at six o'clock. And if you go on the BBC website, you'll barely get uh, excess deaths mentioned. And anything about vaccines is all in the positive. But it's not just excess deaths, Rick. Um, I suspect most people don't know that there's a massive um, uh, peasants revolt in Germany at the moment uh, with all the farmers out complaining about uh, fuel subsidies and the taxes that the German government want to put on uh, diesel prices. And they want to do that to offset and subsidize the cost of lockdowns and the COVID era. So they're all out protesting. They're now being joined by other countries who are now blocking off the roads, Luxembourg, Austria, uh, the Netherlands. Um, and But the public don't know about it. And they, and they won't know about it uh, unless we actually get out on the streets and say, look, we're going to now have to fight because the, there are 40, 50 elections globally this year. One of them is in the UK. Uh, as every election is, as we progress through time, uh, they become increasingly more important. And I can't emphasize enough that we are looking at a Starmer government in 12 months time. This isn't going to solve anything. Going, oh, we're fed up with the Tories. They locked us down and they bankrupted the country. Oh, no, we'll vote for Keir Starmer. Uh, I couldn't think of a, a worse situation. Uh, although I said that with Corbyn uh, back in 2019, a Starmer-led a, a Starmer government is a completely different kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, uh, Tony Blair 
2.0 rick uh, and mm. if we don't say look we've had enough of this crap we don't want this conservative government we don't want a labor government we just want the public's rights to be respected our taxpayers money to be spent in, in uh in the way that we want it spent that benefits the people of this country not the africans that we're bringing in through dover um if we don't do something nothing is going to change rick <laughs> and you know what? You said something. You know, you said something there about twelve months. In twelve months, we could see a Keir Starmer government, mate. In twelve weeks, in twelve weeks, we could see a Keir Starmer government. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Uh, you said last year. You know, your 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 contacts uh, in the political sphere where the smart money could be on an Easter type election, possibly in the yeah. UK. And listen, yeah. mate, it's January. Uh, it's what Easter's April, March, April this year. So what we literally could be looking at election in 12 to 16 weeks from now. And at the rate of pace that things are going and the rate of pace that things are changing in the minute, Christmas was nearly a month ago. And if you think uh-huh. about it that way, the, the way time's flying and we're now already, you know, we're pushing up towards the middle of January, March or April or Easter time will not be coming uh, round uh, slowly at all. And if Stormer does get in, I do believe it is going to be absolutely diabolical. If you think things were bad under Sunak and Johnson and Truss for her six weeks of tenure, I don't think... Uh, we have any idea what this monkey uh, Stormer will be unleashing upon the people of the UK. So uh, we'll pause and maybe think about that, what the possibilities could be for 2024 if that horrific eventuality actually happens. We'll take a quick uh, break now, Darren, and when we come back, we'll expand on that one a little bit further here, live and exclusively on TNT, today's news talk, don't go away. Sometimes life can be overwhelming and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy-to-follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like know your warning signs so you can act early, make your environment safe by removing harmful items, activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts, reminders of things that make you feel strong, Some of these steps might be tough to fill out, and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone, but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan. I want to eat. Apples and bananas. I need to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Why can't I eat, eat, eat apples and bananas? Support the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks to help provide meals to those in need. Join us at feedingamerica.org. In a secret lab somewhere in the Western Hemisphere, The perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. Rick Munn. Now you listen here. He's a very naughty boy. TNT Radio. Okay, we're uh, in convo here with the one and only Dee Dee Denslow, Darren Denslow. Darren, we're talking about revolution. We're talking about boots in the streets. You mentioned there that the cops uh, have been, you've been reported to the police for your uh, message 
You're not trying to uh, advocate violence. You're trying to advocate, as always, peaceful, mass, non-compliance. You don't do what they want you to do. You get together in groups. And if the numbers are high enough, there's always a tipping point that these things can not and will not proceed. I think the battle that we're fighting, though, Darren, is uh, this business of you touched on it in your video clip that you highlighted that unless the majority of people hear news from the six o'clock BBC bulletins that are sent out there, the propaganda blasts that go out there at six o'clock or periodically through the day, it's hard to get through to people. I know you've reached out to people over the last two years. So have I. Uh, I think there's very many of us reached out to our loved ones, especially when it came up to the uh, the jab campaign, trying to warn them not to take it, trying to tell them they don't have to, terrified sitting behind the sofa on Christmas following the rule of six or buying a scotch egg to eat with their pint that'll somehow protect them from COVID. But let's face it, man, a lot of us lost friends and family, so-called friends and family, or, you know, relationships fell apart because we tried to keep people right. And if we can't reach the people, you know, that are directly in contact with us, our so-called loved ones, and the vast majority of people won't listen to what we're saying, maybe when they see the boots on the streets, that's when they'll say, hang on, there's something significant going on here. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating no. sticking uh, politicians' heads on poles. That's sort of just like a daydream. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing I dream about at night. I don't actually think that that should be something that we should put out onto the streets and get on BBC no. at 6 o'clock. Hey, oh, no. Here's my Hancock's head on a, on, on, on a pole. But, but we do need to get out in the streets in numbers. We have the numbers. If everybody who was on Twitter tweeting, saying this is nonsense, we need to stand up to this, we must make sure it never happens again, voting for red or blue, uh, they don't represent you. If everybody who was who thought like that went out and got out on the streets, not on a Saturday afternoon when there's no one around, apart from some shoppers, uh, and the police are able to, to, to corral these protests to ensure that it has minimal publicity. But if we started going out, I don't know, like Just Stop Oil do, or Extinction Rebellion, or the people who wanted to stop Brexit did, and went out on weekdays and caused a bit of disruption, you know, blocked streets, stood around Parliament in our millions, demanding that our politicians change track. This is not what we ask you to do. You're no longer representing us. Then we might be able to affect real changes in this country. We might be able to wake up the sleeping masses who are still, even though there are people dying all around them, have no idea what's going on in the world. Maybe if we could start to wake them up, when the ballot box day comes, people might think twice about putting a cross in the red candidate's box or the blue candidate or the yellow or the green or all the colored rosettes. Maybe they'll go for independent or maybe they'll write the government a nice message saying, we no longer want to take part in this democratic system because it's not working for us. Uh, maybe if we can just get the numbers out on the streets with some banners, not saging come by our banners with real messages and real demands of our politicians. Um, again, uh, I think we can affect change that way. And that's what I mean by saying we need to get out into the streets and fight for ourselves, mm -hmm. our loved ones, our friends, and our country mm -hmm. in general. And um, at the moment, it's not happening. We're all talk. And, and you know what? It can happen because we did see it, Darren. We did see it back in, I think it was 2021, when the, the 
the so-called freedom rallies were taking place roughly once a month in London. I can remember it was, I think it was March, April, May, and June. It, it built up into this huge rally, the, the the biggest one, I think. They they estimated over a million people took yep. to the streets of London. And then, of course, they tried to suppress that uh, in the coverage, saying there was a few hundred people in Hyde Park. There was a few thousand people walking down Oxford Street. It was a million people, easily a million people at a conservative estimate. So obviously the numbers are there. It's getting people mobilized and getting people into the streets. Uh, I want to touch briefly on what's happening at the minute, because this is happening in Germany at the minute. Uh -huh. uh, we saw it happening in uh, the Netherlands last year. Yeah. And of course, two years ago, can you believe that was two years ago, the descendants on Ottawa of the Canadian truckers, that was brought the entire uh, Canada to a halt in and around Ottawa. But we are seeing results happening in Germany. Uh, the farmers over there are not happy. They're blocking off the roads. Nobody's, they're not advocating violence. They're causing mass disruption, but peaceful mass disruption nonetheless. And it seems to be yielding results, although it seems to me the German can, uh, the German government is simply kicking the can down the road. They're agreeing to step back and back off and some of the things that they're going to implement. They haven't scrapped them all together, but they're doing the right thing. They're, they're taking it to the streets and they're making their presence felt in the real world rather than online. Yeah. And we've seen nothing like that here in the UK in terms of uh, an entire sort of industrial sector like the farmers who are being hammered here in the UK. But the, the, the farmers in the UK are just taking the money and giving up their land uh, and accepting uh, all the you know, the, the murdering of cows in Ireland. No, we need to be getting into the streets just like they are in Germany, just like they did in Holland, just like they did in Australia, the USA, Canada, so on. Um, but collectively, still, that is a slow-moving revolution. And I actually genuinely believe that in 2024, we'll see all of this sort of start to coalesce into uh, uh, uh you know into something that's got more momentum and more mass uh, in terms of a movement. Um, but here in the UK right now, we seem to be very, very sleepy and very, very compliant. Uh, we have got some action in terms of cameras in, in London. They're ripping down the ULEZ cameras. So big shout out to the Blade Runners there. Uh, we need to get them on the shows uh, on TNT sometime. Um, but uh, we are still the UK. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just because we've been so beaten down by the propaganda, not just over the COVID era, but for, for the last 20 or 30 years through our education and through our TV, we might not even realize it. But this is crunch year, Rick. Uh, and um, if we if we don't get out, if we don't protest, if we don't demand that there's a change in track, nothing will change. Uh, and um, we might find ourselves in 2030, just plucking a date out of the air, um, we're all enslaved and digital ID'd up, or it could be even worse. You know, we could have the wars and the cyber attacks and all the other uh, conspiracies that are allegedly uh, in store for us in the very immediate future, mate. Well, you know what? Uh, we've referenced people reaching breaking points over the last two years, Dan. You know, individuals can reach a breaking point or collective small groups can reach a breaking point or societies themselves can reach a breaking point. And, you know, there's that movie. I saw it you know, 30 years ago, Michael Douglas in that movie, Falling Down. He's an executive. He's just going about his life, but he's just had enough. And one day he cracks, okay, and he goes a bit Perfect. crazy on it. Are we starting to see... Uh, a few more heads like that raising up now. One person in particular who I never followed or was really conscious of until this weekend, and I must admit I have been thoroughly 
entertained. You're grinning. I think you're going to know who I'm going to mention here. But uh, Joey Barton, Joey Barton has jumped uh, feet first, uh, dive bombed into the woke pool, and it's causing no end of ripples. Is it? And I, I mean, I have no doubt. Uh, what he's saying, he thoroughly believes it. Uh, I don't think he's, people are saying, oh, he's controlled, you know, the usual suspects oh. banging on about controlled opposition. Listen, oh. I don't think he needs the money. Yes, I think he enjoys the attention. We all do. Let's face it, or we wouldn't be on social media in the first place. But what he's saying is saying it with laser-like precision and with absolutely no holds barred. And I think even his detractors, some of them deep down are saying, you know what, I wish I had the stones to say what Joey Barton's saying. I think this could be the year of Joey Barton as well, because I think yeah. he's just getting warmed up, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he is an example of somebody who has got, he's got some FU money, hasn't he? He's got mm -hmm. like, ah, I've got FU money. I'm in the football game. I'm seeing all this woke stuff. No offense to the female footballers who come on to commentate. My personal opinion, shoot at me, shoot me down if you want, is that females shouldn't be commentating on male sport and men shouldn't commentate on female sport. Problem solved, yeah? Also, men should be playing in female sport. I think things yes. like this are riling Joey Barton. I think he saw the attempts, and I know, because I know a football journalist in Plymouth who works for one of the very biggest clubs in the UK, I know the efforts that went into to vaccinate all the footballers and the footballers resisted. 75%, 80% of mm. all the footballers didn't have the COVID jab. Guess why? They're all conspiracy theorists, or mm. that's what the mainstream mm. media have you. Joey Barton's aware of this. He knew that all these young lads, they were going to be used for propaganda purposes. They were going to wheel them out and go, look, you know, the, the England football captain, Harry Kane, has had the jab. Never saw that, yo, did you? Guess he didn't have the jab. Harry Kane. And I think jo Joey Barton has seen all this. He has been abused by the mainstream media as this right-wing thuggish character. Mm -hmm. And he was a bit of a thug as a footballer. Mm -hmm. um, and now maybe he's snapped after seeing, you know, a female footballer not being able to do basic maths. Uh, on TV, um, and he is calling the media out, uh, the wokeism in sports, uh, COVID. Uh, Jeremy Vine, in particular, uh, got called a raving baking the other day, which made me roll around in the floor in fits of laughter. It was so funny. So, and and, it, and because he is from the streets, because he is a footballer and a laddish type person, he is using language that all these lefty wokey people. They've got no combat come back to. They're like, what? What do you mean swearing at me, calling me a bacon, telling me to stay away from children's schools because I'm a bike nonce? Yeah, and all this type of language. There's no comeback to this because they're not used to it. They're, 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 they're like biting their fingers and chewing on their own tongue because they don't know what to say. Uh, and it's absolutely hilarious. And I hope we see more of this on 2024, not just from the rich people like Joey Barton, but regular people to start calling out these bike nonces. Yeah, about what they're doing and what they're saying and where they have led us to. The other thing is to Dan to give Joey Barton uh, his credit as well, and I think you've taken it even to the even further than, than our Joey. You've called, and that's right. You're right. An opinion to give your opinion on it. Don't let men comment on women's sports. Don't let men or uh, females comment on men's sports. Barton to give him his dues is advocating, he's introducing a new word into the lexicon and it's called meritocracy. So what yep. he's trying to push is, he said, listen, there's a lot of people at the minute given jobs that they should not be doing because they're completely incompetent, they're ignorant, they don't even know basic mathematics. He said, let the best 
person get the job. And as much, you know, as we have our views on different things, I've even said myself, listen, if the world was run by, you know, I don't care who runs the world or who's making decisions on our behalf at government level, as long as they're competent to do it. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what their sexual orientation is. I don't even care if they use gender pronouns, as long as they're actually competent and can get things done. The problem is, Darren, there's so many diversity hires and so many tick box exercises going on now with appointments. You're getting grossly incompetent people who are simply hired on the basis of, sadly, their orientation. We need a certain type of person to do this job, but they're incompetent. doesn't matter. Get them in there. We need a certain uh, person to do this job, but we need more men or women. Hire them on that basis. It's absolutely wrong. And what Barton's pushing for as well, which I like. And it's what we have done as well here is, listen, if someone's in a position where they're doing a job or they've got a job, they have to at least be competent at doing that job. And all this ESG and uh, diversity hire nonsense needs to be binned and binned yeah. ASP because it's keeping a lot of good people out of jobs, Darren. Yeah. Yeah, it's keeping good people out of jobs. And there's nothing worse than, you know, I, I mean, maybe Joey Barton went for one of those presenting jobs mm. uh, and he got told, nah, mate, you All haven't right. got the skills, the qualifications, and you're also, you're not a woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're not a woman and you're white. You're a white old yep. man, not a woman. You're not white. You're not black, female. And, you know, you played a little bit of football once. Uh, and, and, and these people are now getting disgruntled. And it's not just Joey Barton. You know, it's not just in the yeah. football arena. It's in yeah. right across the spectrum in every working domain, in every industrial domain. It's happened to me multiple times where I haven't got a job because my face didn't look right or my voice wasn't right. And, you know, it's infuriating. And, and these are the people like Joey Barton who are now getting peed off. They're the people who just wanted to be left alone. They wanted the people who just to get on with their lives and they wanted to do the best job that they can. And they feel downtrodden uh, uh, and beaten up by a system that seems to reward uh, inadequacy uh, uh, incompetency uh, a main, and the mainstream media is a perfect example some of the people uh, the bike nonces you know the bacons that are working in the mainstream media and I'm just using Joey Barton's language are some of the thickest least competent people that could possibly be put into that position uh, and I think that is deliberate I think it's just a dumbing down of society in general by uh, dismissing or getting rid of meritocracy or true meritocracy. Mm -hmm. And we now live in an era of tokenism. You think there's a few squeaky bums as well, Darren, around at the minute. Uh, I noticed uh, Gary Lineker had to weigh in on Barton's outbursts and uh, Barton was alluding alluding to Gary, be careful. Uh, I know what you're really like. Now, I don't know this guy at all, but I've always felt there's something very off personally about Gary Lineker. That's just my own personal opinion. I'm not basing it on any facts that I possess. Just something about him doesn't sit right with me. Could we see some bombshells drop this year on old squeaky clean Walker's crisps, Gary Lineker? Or do yeah. you think he's got the message and he's going to keep his gub shut uh, going through 2024? I think a lot of them are going to try and stay away from Joey Barton. They're probably going to block, they're going to all start blocking them quietly once the latest tweet about them has disappeared and they're going to try and block him and getting him out of their, out of their lives. And as for Gary Lineker, well, I think there's, there's more, there's more documents to be released in the uh, Epstein files. Mm -hmm. Uh, so who knows? Maybe, maybe we've seen Gary Lineker might be on, might appear on a, a flight log somewhere, uh, going mm. to an island that he shouldn't have been. Who knows? Maybe that's the type of thing that uh, Joey Barton was referring to. Um, but uh, I suspect Joey Barton knows about 
where all the bodies are buried in football and where mm-hmm. all the all the cupboards are that have skeletons in. Uh, and yeah. uh, I suspect many, many people are going to start to um, shy away from him because he doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be afraid to say what he's got to say. Yeah, he, he certainly doesn't. And there's nothing more dangerous, Darren, than a man or a woman that feels like they have nothing to lose. Maybe they have lost everything because of their stances. And you know what? When you take things away from people, although, as you rightly pointed out, Joey's not short of a few quid, and he's made that very clear as well, that, you know, yeah. if you want to sue me, come ahead. I've got deep Bring pockets. I'm prepared to take you people to court. And he's talking about making examples of some people that have been running headlines from him uh, on the mainstream, uh, like the Daily Mail over the weekend. So, you know, I think... Listen, it's it's uh, mad entertainment. Even people that don't use social media have been commenting. It's been a, a brighter, livelier, and more irreverently funny place since uh, he took to the airwaves really out of the blue over the last uh, week or so. So like everything else, Darren, 2024, we're only uh, nine days into it and it's uh, madness already. So we can only brace ourselves for what might be coming down the line. Big thanks to you, Darren, for hopping on uh, this morning. Always lovely to talk to you, as you well know here on Locked and Loaded. I'm Rick Munn. That's Dee Dee Denslow, a.k.a. Wallsnet. Of course, you can check out his show that's on every Sunday for two hours. Check out the TNT website, tntradio.live. I'll be back again tomorrow morning, fingers crossed, with Open Line and more Locked and Loaded. Uh, James Freeman is incoming. And in the meantime, stay tuned to the one and only TNT Today's News Talk. Listener.